The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. All right, have you ever been exercising for a long duration, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour or more? We'll call that long, but sustained aerobic activity and noticed your heart rate slowly creeping up over time. So you have to be obviously monitoring your heart rate to see this. If you're not, you're going to feel it, but you're not going to know what might be happening. And what might be happening is something known as cardiovascular drift. Now, as someone who has competed in endurance events all over the world, especially in hot climates, I have seen this myself in competition as well as training. Uh, one race that stands out to me was my first Ironman South Korea, wearing a heart rate monitor and looking at the data, not only during the race, watching it on my wrist, but afterwards as well, I saw this phenomenon. Okay, so what is it? I don't want to get too deep into the science, but just enough that it starts to make sense. And when you're exercising and this is happening, you know why. And then I always want you to have that takeaway. I'm going to tell you two ways specifically that you could help mitigate this, help not prevent it per se, but lessen the impact it has physiologically, the stress on your body. All right. So let me just review really quickly. Heart rate formulas, the age-graded heart rate formula, super inaccurate for many people. You know, some say as many as two-thirds of the population that use that 220 minus your age doesn't always work. So what you want to do is over time, look at your zones. You can get tested, uh, but don't necessarily use a formula and then see that you're constantly outside that that those zones that the, they don't make sense for you. That may mean that they don't work for you and that you have to do other things to get your your specific zones, including just looking at your 
history. And again, if you want to be super accurate, you go get tested in a lab, which you can do. Risk-based heart rate, as I've said before, uh, can be, as it is for me, super inaccurate at higher heart rates. The chest strap is still better. Um, it's way better. You know, for resting heart rate, sure, the risk-based works well. My experience, my research, not so great once we really start pushing it. Not everyone, but many, okay? So you're exercising, you're doing low intensity, low to moderate intensity cardiovascular exercise, and you see your heart rate start to slowly creep up over time. Why is that? Now, we're not talking about like pushing the intensity. You're pretty much at the same same intensity, yet that heart rate is going up. What is that? Again, it may be this cardiovascular drift. And I say maybe because there's so many things. It depends, right? You've heard me say that many, many times. If you listen to this show, there are very few absolutes, but this is a common occurrence, and I'll tell you why, all right? But let me read quickly from this great study, 2012 April, Exercise and Sports Sciences Review, and the study was cardiovascular drift during heat stress, implications for exercise prescription. And the abstract, let me read a paragraph or two. Cardiovascular drift, the progressive increase in heart rate and decrease in stroke volume that begins after approximately 10 minutes of prolonged moderate intensity exercise is associated with decreased maximal oxygen uptake, so think performance, particularly during heat stress. That's important. Consequently, the increased heart rate reflects an increased relative metabolic intensity during prolonged exercise in the heat when cardiovascular drift occurs, which has implications for exercise uh, prescription, uh, prescription, prescription, whatever, whichever way you want to pronounce it. And so stroke volume, you go, what is that? Well, that's the volume of blood pumped out of your heart, the left ventricle specifically, during each systolic cardiac contraction, if you want to know. Every time your heart beats, though, it's about that's that's coming out of your heart, right? And that changes over time due to a variety of factors, and that has implications on your exercise. So what we take away from that first paragraph is that when this happens, especially in heat, in hot environments, you're basically working harder at the same intensity, right? The heart rate's going up, but why is that? Well, it's related to what's going on inside your body with uh, the heat and your body's response to the heat and what your heart is doing. All right, let me read you another paragraph. Cardiovascular drift is a well-known phenomenon characterized by, again, a rise in heart rate and a fall in stroke volume over time during constant rate submaximal exercise. Cardiovascular drift, this is important, may be influenced by many factors. For example, the magnitude of cardiovascular drift is greater in hot versus cool temperatures, and explain that. And if you've listened to the prior podcast, you may know the answer to that. Uh, most likely, the disparities between the magnitudes of cardiovascular drift observed in hot versus cool ambient temperatures can be linked to differences in core body and mean skin temperatures between the two environments. It is characterized by a progressive decline in stroke volume. Again, it's hot. The body is trying to cool itself down. So what does it do? It sends the blood. We've talked about this. I've talked about this. It's very simple to understand two competing things. It's sending blood to your working muscles and it's sending blood to your skin to cool yourself down. Those two competing things don't work well together, right? You need that blood 
in one place, ideally, or not as much split between the two. And that affects your stroke volume and it affects potentially your heart rate. Let me read a little bit more. Exercise duration also influences cardiovascular drift. However, it is likely that factors such as hyperthermia, again, hot environments, and dehydration that occur concomitantly with long-duration exercise and become more pronounced as exercise is prolonged are responsible for the effect of exercise duration on cardiovascular drift. I'm going to read you one final paragraph. This is where it gets a little bit scientific, but for those of you who want a little bit more, this is interesting. Basically, uh, you know, chicken and egg controversy here, potentially. There have been two prevailing hypotheses regarding the causes of cardiovascular drift. The traditional hypothesis links peripheral displacement of the blood volume to a decline in stroke volume. So that's what I was just talking about. Your blood is, is going to your skin. It's going to your muscles. That causes problems with what's being pumped from your heart, which affects your heart rate. Uh, whereas a more contemporary hypothesis asserts that increased heart rate lowers ventricular filling time and therefore stroke volume. So what that's saying is it's the heart rate first that's increased that is affecting the stroke volume. Let's, for argument's sake, say it's both. And you go, I don't understand that, Tom. I still don't understand. That's okay. It's the takeaways that's the most important, right? I'm going to give you the science, but what's most important is you go, okay, I kind of understand that, but what do I do about it? If that's a, if it is it possible to do anything about it? So in this study, they go into the effect of cardiovascular drift on VO2 max. For your purposes, just think performance. You know, you're getting the most out of your workout. And if you're competing, you don't want your VO2 max to decline, right? And what they found was a relationship between cardiovascular drift that occurs during exercise in a hot environment and a decrease in VO2 max. And the study was 60% VO2 max cyclists of 45 minutes in hot temperatures. Just give you that. They had a 12% increase in heart rate and a 16% decrease in stroke volume during the course of the exercise bout uh, with a 19% reduction in VO2 max. So they were affected significantly by exercising in the hot environment and that cardiovascular drift that occurred. Then they looked at body cooling on cardiovascular drift and VO2 max. Okay, so they manipulated cardiovascular drift by maintaining heart rate and stroke volume, and they were trying to see what effect that had. And what did they find? Heart rate only increased 4% and stroke volume only decreased 3%, which was associated with a 6% decrease in VO2 max, as opposed to that 19% before. All right, so cooling made a difference, a huge difference, okay? And they said, these results demonstrate the relationship between cardiovascular drift and a decrease in VO2 max in that when uh, CV drift, cardiovascular drift is mitigated, effects on VO2 max are mitigated as well. What does that mean? Cooling your body down works, helps prevent the, uh, the effects, not, not prevent, mitigate, lessen the effects of cardiovascular drift. And here's the takeaway. Let's start to wrap it up. So you've got hot environments, and then you've got dehydration too. Didn't want to go too much into that, but it's, it's potentially connected as well. And one of the lines they have here in the study is, cardiovascular drift has the potential to negatively impact endurance performance. And let's say performance when you're doing, you know, cardio for a longer duration. Uh, in addition, because VO2 max is lowered in conjunction with cardiovascular drift, any given absolute work level represents a higher relative metabolic intensity and therefore 
physiological strain, which may impair performance. Again, you're staying at the same intensity, you're going for a longer duration, and you're seeing this higher workload. You're working harder, your body is working harder, even though you're not asking it to, <laughs> for just simplification purposes. And the final takeaway, a uh, little paragraph from this study, cardiovascular drift can be modified by several factors. This is the takeaway, including ambient and core body temperatures, hydration status, and exercise duration. Okay, let's say for those of us who are competing, we can't control the duration unless we go faster. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take that one out. So core body temperature, ambient and core body temperature, and hydration status. Okay, final sentence from the study. The consequences of CV drift are less known than the causes, but include reduced VO2 max and potentially reduced performance. Okay, we got that. So what can we do? You can do what so many triathletes have done, runners down in that pain cave I've talked about, many of you know of, that I say aren't as painful as they used to be thanks to technology. But what do you do? You have a fan and you have your water bottles. And so is that going to completely prevent cardiovascular drift? No. And again, the causes, it depends. But we're going to do what we can. We control what we can. And so when I'm doing an Ironman, when I'm doing, you know, a marathon, ultra marathon, especially, I'm trying to keep my body as cool as possible. There's many different ways to do that. And I'll, you know, I've done podcasts on that and we'll continue to do them as well. And we need to hydrate. You know, when that blood volume is affected negatively, again, don't want to get too deep into the, the science here on the fit tip, nor ever, but just enough. We, we need that heart and the muscles and the cooling to be as efficient as possible. And so when we're losing fluid through sweat, that's going to affect it. And the more we lose, the more it's going to potentially be affected. We want to keep our body as cool as possible. So many different ways to do that. Technology now, you can pre-cool cooling vests, so many cool things, literally, <laughs> to abuse that word. Uh, but a fan, and I did that show on fans and, and different types of cooling, but we want to keep our body temperatures as cool as possible, and we want to keep them as hydrated as possible. And there you have it. So now you know, potentially, sometimes, when you are exercising for longer durations and you're, you got that speed set, you've got that, you know, incline, everything is, is remaining the same, yet you watch that heart rate go up slowly over time. Are you cooling your body down as best as possible? And oftentimes if you're, you know, outside, it's going to be different. Can't necessarily run with a fan, but there's other things you can do. And are you hydrating? And there you have it. Such a cool concept goes into that dehydration, goes into how the body cools itself down and that competing blood flow issue that we experience. But this is what professional athletes are dealing with, right? When they're competing and they're trying to do those two things, they don't want that cardiovascular drift. All right, stay cool, stay hydrated. All right, thank you so much for listening. As always, I know my voice is a little off today. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't even want to get into that. Uh, if you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. Fit is also my Twitter account. Direct message me. Love to hear from you. Questions, comments. You can also go to fitnessdisrupted.com. Uh, email me through that site. 
please follow the show, rate the show, comment if you can. My most recent book is The Micro Workout Plan. Great gift. Great for everybody. And thank you for listening. I love what I do. Every single show I get excited for. Every single show. And my goal is to bring you the best information and distill it down as best as possible and try not to bore you to death. And I know I sometimes have long-winded intros. Forgive me. (laughs) But the goal is always the same. All right? Thank you for listening. Remember, there are three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.